Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Many of you, if not all of you, have heard of my guest today. So instead of reading his real bio, I decided to write one of my own. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, we did not agree. With <laughs> it's not that bad. Just be quiet. Trevor Hall is my... <laughs> okay, we're going to be serious today. <clears throat> Trevor Hall is my brother, teacher, friend, and enemy. He is married to my soulmate and best friends with my husband, so we are, for better or worse, stuck together. He is the king of the stanky leg. Only the lucky few get to witness it in full form. He can whip up a killer pancake breakfast at a moment's notice, and this summer he had a brief comeback with skateboarding, but an ankle... (laughs) But an... But an ankle injury within 30 minutes of buying the new skateboard has kept him out of the game. In his spare time, you can find him crushing it on the Peloton, cooking HelloFresh meals on the reg, watching the abs and Love Island, as well as training his dog Kala with a fanny pack of treats and all. Trevor also happens to be one of my favorite musicians of all time ever and has a new album coming out on September 25th in and through the body. So much talent, so much love, so much sass. Welcome, Trev. Oh my God, I, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to put, I, I want to use that as like my bio. Do you like it? I actually really do. Thanks. It took some time. Wow. How are you? You spent time on me. I did. I know. <laughs> how, how do you feel? Um, I feel great. You're always my favorite to talk to. Let's be honest. Thank you. I got to compliment you. Thank you. I know. I know deep down you enjoy it. it I, I do. It's all good. Um, I'm happy to have you. It's been like a year since we talked on the pod. Has it been that long? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That here at the house? The last mm-hmm. one? Yeah. yeah oh, last summer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we we film we uh, recorded together, Um, and a lot's happened. So let's just start by like, what's going on? What's going on in your world? What's on your mind today? What's happening? Um, Well, there's a lot. Um, What is going on? We are just really in the thick of um, getting everything in order, you know, for the new album. That's just kind of the world that we're in right now. Um, it's always funny when you you kind of uh, complete one, I guess, process and you think like, okay, now we can, I got a moment to rest or something. And then, you know, you don't, you just, no matter how many times you do it, it's always so, so um, 
it's a lot of work. Um, and being an independent artist now too is it's it's more work, but it's also more rewarding, I think. But I'm really lucky to have just such an incredible team, um, management and friends and family and everything. But it's really that's just really my world right now, and just trying to um, get everything ready and meditate upon its like release. Really, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm really. I think more than any other record, I think that I'm most excited for people to hear this one. You know, like, I think like other records, like you're proud of it. You're like, oh, it's going to be so cool. I can't wait to hear what people think, whatever. Like, but this one, I'm like, I just want it to come out right now. <laughs> I want people it's, to hear I mean, it. I do too. It's yeah. so good. I've had the pleasure and honor of hearing it. Yeah. Um, and I want to get into that more. I have a lot of questions about the album and I want to save a lot of time for that, but yeah. it's just been such a cool experience when we met, um, fruitful darkness was already completed. Um, okay. so I got to see that launch process and how it comes out into the world, but the actual, like in marketing terms, it's called phase zero when you're actually building the thing. Oh yeah, that's true. Creating the thing. I've never gotten to see phase zero of any album creation, let alone one of my best friends. Oh, that's cool. Like I'm, I'm wearing my Trevor Hall shirt because I'm president of the fan club. (laughs) Um, And so self, self proclaimed, Um, (laughs) being such a big fan and so close friends, it was just very cool to, to wait. That's cool. Yeah, that's like why I the, that. the very first um Emery and I were in Nepal when you started recording it. And so getting like some of those very early on tracks from your yeah. like late night sessions all yeah. during <laughs> it now is just like it's been one of the coolest things to be able to witness, I think, as a fan and as a friend, mm. like getting to watch your friend in his art, like doing that, but then also like benefiting from it because I'm a fan. So it was a very cool experience. And I want to talk about that more, but I have a couple of questions first. Yeah. Um, so it's COVID and mm-hmm. that's uh, meant a lot of changes in the music world. I had Thomas on uh, your yeah. manager a few weeks ago and we talked a lot about sort of how, what a good uh, combo. yeah, just like how he's pivoting um, in the music industry. Um, and I happen to know this is the longest that you've been like off tour and at home and my question is has that sort of shifted your identity at Mm -hmm. all like how has that been being this like traveling musician for basically like the last 20 years yeah that's to just being at home whoa yeah when you put it like that I'm like whoa um I definitely think it's changed my identity for I mean for sure I think for sure um it's hard. It's it's hard because even when every whatever pre-COVID, you know, whatever touring, um, I get even when I'm home, you know, I kind of I I kind of I'm like, what am I doing? Who am I? You know, um, and when I get out on the road and and the state get on stage and you know I'm doing I, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in a way, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah this is what I do, you know, it's kind of, and, and it's, it's interesting, no matter how long 
how many years I've been doing it, it's, it's kind of always that feeling. Emery said in, in an interview in, in the docu in the docu series, um, she even said that when we're home or whatever, you know, she's like, oh, he's Trev. But when we go out to a concert and I see him on stage, she's like, oh, you know, there he is. It's like, you know, um, and I think it's like with anybody, with anybody, you know, when you're in your um, the thing that's like your flow state or your dharma or um, whatever you want to call it, you 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 feel like you're in your place, and then I think other, consequently other people can see you like, right? Wow, I really see that person, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So I think that it's definitely. Um, affected I guess my whatever identity but I have been lucky I was lucky to have you know recorded this album right before the lockdown you know and um or the whatever the quarantine I don't like the word lockdown that's weird um so I have been you know really engaged you know, I've been really engaged in music. It's a different aspect, obviously. I'm not out there on the road and playing and stuff, but um, I'm still very much, I guess, in that role. Whereas, like, I think that if I, if, if I didn't record this album before this whole process, I, I honestly, I feel like I'd be struggling, like, a lot, a yeah. lot. But because I'm so engaged in this um in this album and the process of releasing it it i it feels i it's i feel blessed i feel lucky um yeah yeah, yeah. so it, but it has definitely yeah i mean it has changed i guess my and will continue to i mean after this i mean who you know yeah it, it's like you well know, i mean <laughs> with the with the album coming out yeah like set like very soon um i'm debating releasing this either the thursday before it comes out or the week right. after it comes out so i need to talk to thomas and see when the best time is so tbd um yeah. so it may or may not be out when this podcast right. comes out but it will be release week but normally after that you'd go on tour yeah or you'd yeah. be practicing with the band all the new songs yeah. and that's not happening so it's just like you know thomas put it in a really interesting perspective where he said you know the life or career of a musician like there's the live tour there's mm -hmm. the music so like getting the spotify plays and yeah. all of that stuff on the apple reviews and then there's the like merch lifestyle and right. I feel that your merch lifestyle brand has really like come to life a lot in COVID. Some of mm -hmm. like the art that you and Emery have created collaborating with cool new artists, like has just come to life in such an amazing way. Everyone's like living in their Trevor Hall sweats. And it's like the, but when you think of like a musician, I think the first thing that comes to mind is like the live show. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, you, you kind of answered, I guess my question or what I was going to say in the sense of like, my career has always so heavily been based upon touring, mm -hmm. like, like a lot of people, you know, but like my, I just, it just always seemed since I was a kid, just touring, 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 touring. That was like the thing. And which is great, but I, I didn't have a lot of time to focus on other aspects of my creativity, whether it's music videos or creating art, like you're talking about, or, get just being creative with 
um, ways to release a record or just all these other components that um, were always kind of pushed to the sidelines because it was always just like you released a record, like Mm -hmm. you said, and we just tore. Mm -hmm. So in that way, it has been refreshing. It's like almost like a whole new process of releasing a record because I have so much more time and we have to, because that's, you know, this is where it's at. We can't tour, you know? So it's, it's just the whole process has been so, so interesting and it will continue to be interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's been nice to see you guys like settle, like Trev's like Mm -hmm. been cooking a lot and gardening, (laughs) Yeah, you know, and like, it's like you're nesting and it's nice to see that that you guys are like, cause Emery, she's a cancer. So she like likes to be home and yeah, yeah. Like have her garden. And she's always been such a good cook, but I feel like you've really stepped more into that role. Yeah. Of, like, you know, I, we wake up, we spent a lot of time together this summer and like, you'd be, right. you know, up like with your coffee, having your morning, like yeah. having, having a life kind of. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, that has been the, one of the biggest blessings of, being able to slow down but also really like focus on my practice more and like I was talking to Krishna Das the other day we had because we did a thing for the Ram Das retreat and um, we were talking about the pro this process because I asked him the same question of like what's it like for you you know not being able to play and this all this free time and he said something really beautiful he said like I've been able to have the time to like digest so many experiences that I thought that I like whatever integrated in my being or like whatever. And I haven't. And um, I really resonate with that. I just like really putting a lot into my practice or like, like rereading books, like not reading new books, like rereading books that affected me to have more space to, it's just like a lot of that and I'm really really grateful for for that aspect of this time um it's a learning process though you know because my body and mind have been so um you know always on the go yeah it's yeah it's really interesting to try and um surrender to the present moment um yeah, just, just focus on the here and now. Um, I, I agree with what Emery said early, what you were saying earlier, like when, like when I refer to you as like Trev, our best friend, it's like Trev, Trevies, Ron Priya, whatever. But then don't give them all the names. Don't give them all. (laughs) Should we tell them about Rico? No, no, no. We're going, we're still going. (laughs) You brought it up. You brought it up. I didn't up. bring it up. You said um, names. Some things have to stay sacred and uh, private amongst friends. But um, the point was that for now. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that when I'm even referring to like the new album or like mm-hmm. any type of the music, Trevor, it's Trevor Hall. So like even in my mind, it's super separate. It's like Trev yeah. versus like, have you heard the new Trevor Hall? You know, like, <laughs> right. and it is like even for me, it's a different identity for you. Right. 
Right. So it's just, you know, funny and interesting to witness like more of Trev, but then I find myself even recently, and I didn't even tell you this. Um, I'd like to save some of the things that we talk about to be, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, first time on the podcast. And I feel that I've like been detaching from you more lately because I'm like into the album. Uh-huh. And it's like hard to like be, you know, on a call with you. <laughs> it's, hard maybe... to, it's hard to witness like my like human just like <laughs> crazy making fun of you. Well, you know, I'll just have had this like profound experience listening to one of the new songs. And then you know, we get on the same time and you're like, you know, right, bragging good. me about my new tattoos, for example, or whatever. Um <laughs> But I have found even before that, just like myself, sort of like the last couple of weeks, really detaching from the Trev because I'm like experiencing Trevor Hall because I'm like playing the album on repeat. And it's such like an interesting yeah. thing um, and experience to have. I've never been. And I can honestly say I'm not this close with somebody that I'm also this big of a fan of, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So like the art, the music, what you do. Um is like so profound to me and then we have this beautiful friendship so it's just kind of like a funny little dance that yeah it yeah. Remi- I mean that that kind of reminds me of a story of me being in Calcutta with a friend and we were going to the house of this very famous ball singer like the king of the balls they call him Pornadas Ball which is like a huge like I was like meeting like Michael Jackson pretty much um and before we went there, um, we were at this Bao festival this in, in the villages. And one of my teachers like gave me another name. Like he, he would call me Jaideb. Mm. So I had all these names. I was like Rampriya, Jaideb, Trevor. And I was like, this is getting confusing, you know, whatever. And it was just kind of like in my head, like, I don't know. I was just being like self-identity crisis or whatever. Totally. And fast fast forward, we walk into Portadas's house, and my friend introduces me as this is Rampriya, but he also got the name Jaideb, but his English name he a singer name is like Trevor Hall, you know, like doing the whole thing. And she was she was saying it like in a loving you know way, like funny and stuff. But Portadas got really he just right away first thing is really serious. Just looked at me and says it doesn't matter. He said, you are you. Ah. He said, you are you. And I was just like, oh, God. Like, he was it's like, it doesn't, it's all what, you, you are you. You know, so all these different aspects of ourself that we're speaking to, you know. Um, it's so beautiful. It's all one that. thing. You know, it's all one body, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's all, it's all just, we all have different colors, yeah. you know. And that's what well, makes it. I love, I love that. And I think speaking of the fan relationship, um, one of the things that I was thinking about a lot lately is this, um, relationship that the artist has with their fans now that social media is a thing. And even when you started touring, like there was no Instagram, like Facebook, like maybe was brand new and yeah. it wasn't this like constant thing and it was I, a lot easier <laughs> that yeah and That's i cool. feel that um the the call out culture cancel culture hater culture whatever you want to call it is like so loud and i've been thinking about this in the context of like 20 years ago like 30 years ago yeah. 
um, the relationship that an artist had with their fans, it was like very positive because you'd like be, they wouldn't be at the show if they were like a bunch of haters, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and then maybe there would be like a bad headline or a review here or there, but like at any point in your day, you can like open up social media and read like hate comments. Like, yeah, all the time. How does, (laughs) it's like, it's totally crazy, you know? And like, you might be thinking, listening to this, oh my God, Trevor, how could you get hate? Like, it's unbelievable. And my question is, is like two, twofold. One, how do you feel that that's like over time influenced your relationship with the fans, mm-hmm. um, being on social media and also having the haters sitting right there next to the fans and mm-hmm. also how does it affect your process or like what you put out mm-hmm. having this like strong culture of like immediately wanting to tear. hmm people down like does that like how, how is that and I for, for some reason for me in COVID it's been louder and mm-hmm. yeah I think it's definitely been louder I think people are bored yeah um, uh it's a very complex question I think there's many layers uh part of me wants to just scream right now and you know say fuck you and you know whatever um the other part of me is the other part of me thinks about taking everything as practice mm-hmm. um, and you know no everybody's gonna have an opinion about whatever it may be you know and uh, it's part of the practice I think to not be affected by praise or blame, you know, um, and to keep walking because we, we all, we want to be attached to that, that praise, right. And we want to get rid of the blame, but we can't be attached to either one. You know, we have to keep, I guess, going, going forward in ourselves. So in one sense, you know, it's, it's that it's part of the practice, um, the other part of me is like, this is just nonsense. Like, why am I even um, doing this, I guess? Like, like doing this uh, as in participating in social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, this is just so absurd and has become my reality um, so quickly. <laughs> you know um it's like you're expected to because you're an artist have like a presence and like what what is that and yeah it's 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 very frustrating um but you know then there's obviously a lot of positive aspects of of social media as well but you're asking about this side um you know I feel like we're all searching for the real thing, whether we know it or not, you know, Mm -hmm. we all want the same thing and that we want the, we want the real. Um, The problem is, is all of us, including myself, we take certain things to be real that aren't real. Um, And when that happens, we, before we know it, we fall into a net of 
um, that we can't get out of in a way. Like it's, um, it's like a great drama and we don't realize that we're actors. You know, we, 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 we become so identified with the part we're playing and the part that everybody else is playing that uh, we lose ourselves, you know? Mm. And I think social media, the negative aspect of it is the perfect net to for us to be swayed you know Mm. Um, whether we are whether we are attacking somebody because we think that we understand them or whatever we for some reason feel like we need to give our opinion (laughs) Um, or we're comparing our lives that's a dangerous one we compare our lives to other people and we become depressed about our own life and we overlook our blessings and all these things. And we lose our, I guess, unique qualities, which is really that that's probably the hardest one for me more than like haters. Mm, Totally. Remember what Ma said, comparison will dilute your focus. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the worst, you know? Um, But I recently, you know, had an instance that was really hard on me. Um, I, you know, you know all about it, and um, you know how sensitive I am, and you know well, that's what I was just going to say. Like, on me, you know, you're and such I, a sensitive person, and yeah, watching you like in this excitement of getting ready to release an album, mm-hmm. and then being misunderstood right like you said like people just have these different realities into like somebody misunderstand something or like immediately um assume like ill intent Mm -hmm. it's just like so crazy to me and how that affects your like creation and what you share with your fans who like are wanting to hear it and that's where my real question came in because there's fans that are like wanting to connect and wanting Mm -hmm. the real and get you and feel you and see you. But then like right in the next comment, like sharing Mm -hmm. an energetic space is something so negative and hurtful. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but that really like, that is really the, it's, it's, it's none of it is real. I mean, it, none of it is real. I mean, we just take it to be real. Yeah. I take it to be real. People take it to be real. We all, it's, that's, it's, it's, but it's not. And, you know, just seeing, seeing, meeting a person in your life that is truly unaffected by anything is, it's so incredibly beautiful and powerful that it it just humbles you so deeply, but mm-hmm. that's not, it's not an easy thing. Like we're, I'm, like you said, I'm a sensitive guy. I'm, 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 you know, more sensitive for my own good sometimes. And, um, you, I take things to be real that aren't real. And, um, a lot of it has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. or a lot of the comments that I make about other things, even, it has nothing to do with that thing. Right. It's all, it's all in our own projected space, 
our own story of us taking things to be real that aren't real. It sounds so simple. It sounds simple, but it's, I mean, we know it's not, but I just think um, we just have to like respect each other, you know, like it's just, we are so, we are like, Jesus, I mean, we can make all these like fine pieces of technology and invent all this shit, but we can't like just be kind to another fucking human being. Like, it's just so backwards, you know. I'm not saying that I'm kind to every human no. being. <laughs> no, I can tell you. You can vouch for that. You know? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's just like, for me, it just, it's just like, what is important? What are the true riches of, of one's life? Like, what are the qualities what's the currency that i want to like put in my bank you know um it's not monetary you know numbers and this and that blah 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 it's these these qualities of just like love and respect and and humbleness you know I know I'm kind of getting off the subject of actual social media, but no, I think what I just, I'm to say is that it has, it has so many layers and it, it goes so, so deep. And I really appreciate you asking this question because you personally know me and know what, how much it affects me and, and, and um, how much I do struggle with it for sure. Um, it's yeah. just, well, yeah. I also feel that, as a fan, mm-hmm. uh, COVID's presented a really amazing opportunity for you to actually connect deeper mm-hmm. with the fans, getting to do these private concerts, right, right, private Zoom events. The one Zoom event that I just like died for is the one that we could see everyone's faces. So you did a live show, but instead of it just being a live stream, you could like skip through the pages and like there was your mom and dad on oh, one yeah, that page. That one was and, so special. You know, yeah. it was just such a vibe. Like the villagers are such a vibe, and I've yeah. been in the villagers Facebook group. And the just the support and the love is so like it totally outweighs yeah. anything negative. But it's just for me to sort of have this opportunity to watch the negative and how that might affect your what you get to share with your fans is just such oh, a yeah, that part I wanted to answer because yeah. I didn't answer that part. I don't that part doesn't affect what I put out. Mm. It, it really doesn't. I I I, when I'm in the studio or when I'm creating or when I'm even in my room here writing a song, it's, I am in, I am in the safest space in the world for me. I am in this place of absolutely no judgment, no fear, no desire even. It's, it's just, it's my med, it's the greatest medicine for me, you know? So I, I'm lucky in that sense that I don't, it, you know, if somebody says some whatever BS or has some comment, you know, like that doesn't enter, that can't enter the Mm. space. And um, yeah. And I think that that, um, that's like almost what I have to like that space. I have to live in every moment of my life, you know, and not just in the studio or, on whatever you know creation like I have to live it in the kitchen doing the dishes I have to live it pumping the gas I have to be in that you know where it's just 
it comes and it goes. You, you're in Kailash, you know, like there's not there, you know, you're there, you're in Shangri-La. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I remember. I love that. That was the question <laughs> I, I asked one of the Babas. I was like, or no, I didn't ask. Maybe I did. Somebody in our group asked one of the Babas in Nepal um, how they feel about yoga in the West, you know, and how it's just become yeah. totally like whatever. And he goes, we live in Shangri-La. And he said, <laughs> he's like, Shiva wanted people to know yoga. You, They know yoga. Shiva's happy. I'm happy. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's so simple. And I think that, um, I'm working on that more and you have been a huge teacher for me in that of like making my whole life a prayer. Hmm. Um, and I really think COVID that's what my biggest, like Trevor was with me, um, when I was actually having my mental breakdown that I talk about, talked about on my, uh, podcast where I came back. Um, uh-huh. And I had a whole welcome back podcast where I talked about my like total burnout. Right. Trev was there and we're not going to go into detail, but um, there were some not very pretty moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for a different time. But um, what came out of that for me is needing to like make every, every moment of prayer. Like I have no more, uh, like there's no more um, room actually mm-hmm. for anything else and it's just yeah. like you said to me like a couple of weeks ago I was like I'm thriving and you were like I've never heard you say that yeah that's true that's and true. and so much of that is that mentality of like just making everything a prayer and I think like we just try and overcomplicate so many things yeah. and yeah yeah but getting back to the album process that you were just talking about mm-hmm. um a lot of people have asked me like, um, from an intellectual standpoint, from a fan standpoint, from an industry standpoint, like, what's it like, what's he like making an album? Like, how does he do it? And it's like, like <laughs> Clay and I kind of just look at each other and we're like, he's a pro. Like he just goes in that room <laughs> and comes out with a song. And it's like, um, you just go in and you sit down and you get in that space and something just comes out and it's like so fucking cool. Like this album is so fucking cool. Um, but it's been such a cool process to watch. Like I said, so from, um, you know, getting that first little cut all the way through, like finalizing the album art and everything that got, that's gone into it. It is a long process. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to share a little bit more about like this process for this album in particular, because there's a new producer on it, the sound, I don't know how to describe it, but it's totally different. Like, give me the tea. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Every album process is different, every single one, um, whether you're doing it by yourself or you're doing it with somebody or where you are or the, you know, all the, it's always different where you are at in your life and your creative process. So, um, you know, with this particular album, I was creating so much at home, you know, I was making so many songs, um, probably more so any period of my life. Like I I was making more songs at home than I ever was, you know? So I was sitting on a great deal of, of music, you know, um, all different kinds of stuff, you know? And when I do, when, when I'm, I guess, writing an album or, or in the process of making an album, I'm not thinking about making an album, if that makes sense. I'm just in the creation 
mode and yeah. and have, trying to have no expectations, no attachments, no nothing. I'm just whatever. And then usually later on, you know, th things start to kind of come together and the theme comes up of itself and it just kind of happens. It's a process of witnessing and stuff. But with this album, I had, yeah, I had so many songs and I, I, I didn't know. I re this was the first album where I really didn't know what direction the album was going to go. I you didn't know? either. Man. I mean, cause I had so many different types of songs and yeah. I just thought I was like, Oh man, like, am I going to do this by myself? Like, am I going to do this with somebody else? Like, I don't know. I was just, it was just a lot, you know? So it was a lot of experimenting to be honest. Mm. And, you know, all having all these songs, I was sharing them with Thomas, you know, I was sharing them with Ams, obviously friends like y'all, you know, I was just, just kind of picking everybody's brain, I guess, you know, in a way. And, Thomas was very set on me doing it myself. Tom, Tom, my manager for people listening, to, uh, Thomas was, you know, like these are great. Like, yeah, he he I, said that in in our yeah, episode that yeah, the cuts was from, like, yeah. and I I I I don't know if I had like the full confidence yet, like mm -hmm. to do it myself. Like I always felt like, oh man, I think I need like. Because I was very happy with the songs, but I was also, I'm always questioning like, oh, what happens if we can push it a little further or like whatever, you know? So I was in this place of, man, I don't really know what to do, you know? Um, nobody's really come into mind to work with um, except for one person. And there's no way that he's going to work with me. That was honestly my attitude. I thought like, there's just no way I'm not at that level, I guess, if, even if there's levels. See, yeah. here we are, we're, we're, we're creating yeah. our own reality. So, yeah. um, so, but first I, I, Thomas kind of sold me on the idea of doing it myself. And I called up the band and I said, guys, I want to do this with you. Like let's, and my drummer, Jeff has, has a studio in Ohio where he lives. So we kind of didn't experiment. Oh, we're yeah. Like, yeah, we we're like, let's, that. yeah, we we're like, let's, let's all get together for a week and let's just see how this goes. No pressure, but let's just record some stuff. So okay. we took, we took a few of my demos. We kind of re-recorded a lot of stuff, re-stripped them. And it was an amazing process. I had that confidence that I didn't have before it. I had it then. And I was like, man, we can do this. This mm -hmm. is, you know, we, we can, we can make this album ourselves and um, it's very exciting. It was, it was like a proud moment. You know, I kind of right. felt like I grew up in a way or something. Oh yeah. I forgot yeah, about so, that. Yeah. So, so we, we, we did maybe like three or four songs there. We did my own. We did a song called Never Gonna Break Your Heart, which is on the new album. Oh yeah. We did Put Down What You're Carrying. Um, and we did another song called Energy. And uh, mm. we, yeah, we had those songs and it was kind of like, I got back to Colorado and I was like listening to them and meditating upon them. Like, okay, you know, what are we going to do here? Is, is this going to be it? You know, whatever. Then, boom, boom. 
Brad calls, right? So Brad Cook is an incredible producer. Um, he's produced a lot of Bon Iver records that I love. His Golden Messenger. Um, he just did this amazing uh, Waxahachie album. Like, just oh, some- he did that album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brad is a vibe. Brad's a vibe. So he called. You know, and I was like, or we got, you know, we set up the Thomas was like, Hey, they, he wants to have a conversation. So I was like, Oh my God. You know, because the little boy fan in me was like, Holy shit. You know, I'm, I'm talking to like one of my idols here. Um, a great peer of mine, you know? So, and you never know how it's going to go. You know, sometimes you meet somebody, you have an idol, then you meet them. You're like, Oh God. They're just human. You know? Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. You know? um, or you just like, you admire their work, but you yourself don't whatever flow with them. So I remember Brad called me from Hawaii. He was in Hawaii with his wife, Stella, and they were on vacation. And they called from Kauai. And we just got on the phone and we just, we just chatted for like a good, I don't know, 20 minutes. And he was like, send me some songs. And, um, he just seemed really open and free. And, but again, I didn't know creatively how it was going to work, you know? So I sent him some stuff, you know, he sent me some ideas back and we just kind of kept in touch. And then he's like, when I get back to North Carolina where I live, let's, you know, you should come out, you should come out for a few days and we'll see how it goes. I'm like, great. So this was in like I think January. Yeah, because you went to North Carolina when Emery and I were in Miami. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I went to North Carolina for like three days. I was so nervous um, because I just didn't know how it was gonna go. You know, I was like, oh, he could be an asshole, or or like he couldn't like anything, or like whatever. And long story short, I showed up at the studio. We just fell right into it, thick as thieves, and we just, man, we just hit record, like right away. We just hit record, and we made uh, our first song, Without Expectation, which is one of my favorite on the record. Come as you are. Come as you are. Um, I know you love it when I sing your lyrics. Don't sing. Don't sing. (laughs) I had to. I had to get one in there. (laughs) But that was just... Man, those three days, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this is the feeling that he created um, around him, but also just in the room and, and us just, I felt like an equal. Yeah. Just really beautiful. And um, he was so just, God, so creative. And we had very similar processes of, making music and I just didn't want to leave I remember I was just like I don't want to leave I just knew yeah. like right after the we were that first day I was there for three days but right after the first day I called Thomas I said we have to do the record with him we have yeah. to figure this out so the next day I remember I asked him hey I want to do the album with you and he was like let's fucking do it you know so I went home long story short and came back and spent about a month in North Carolina and we just every day I mean we hardly I don't think we took like one day off we just you were you were like 10 hours a day yeah I was we were gone 
I had yeah. no, I had no idea what was going on with COVID. Yeah, with nothing. I knew nothing. <laughs> I was just in the zone uh, with Brad, and we literally finished like the last night at like midnight. Like we were. It was just. It was wild. I Meant mean. To be. That was how it all kind of happened. I mean, I could talk about it forever, but. Yeah. No, was- I think it's just so cool from a fan standpoint to like understand, like we just hear the final, right? Even with yeah. Fruitful Darkness, I got to like yeah. do the launch party and go on yeah. tour and like the fun stuff. But like what you guys did, it's like, there's such an art, there's such a science, there's such a flow, like so much has to come together for just one note in yeah. so, like I have I don't know how you have the patience I've learned so much during this process because you know like Thomas was saying I would hear these first cuts and be like that's it we have an album and now cool. hearing it it's like it has it's up the album has you know I've been able to share it with a couple of close friends everyone's mm-hmm. burst into tears um <laughs> I still cry Clay's like obsessed you know I've, he never that's, gets obsessed that's with my me. judgment if Clay likes it I know it's I know it's okay he <laughs> loves it and I just think it has such a different sound musically which I want you to talk to a little bit because I don't know how to describe that but yeah. also just energetically um I'm my question is like do you have like a prayer or an intention for the album or for people listening to it? Because um, for me, there's a lot more humanity Mm -hmm. in it um, that allows me to resonate. Like you've had, like even the fruitful darkness I thought was super different than before. Like you have this really cool way of just evolving, you know, with the Mm -hmm. albums. And, but to me, this is like, something else and how do you describe that like from a music standpoint from an energy standpoint yeah that's a good question gosh um this is your first interview about the new album so no it's probably not it's it's not but it's it's you know you're asking the <laughs> you're best, very important you're asking the best questions okay um oh man it kind of chokes me up a little bit because i feel like I feel like this album was was the most joy I've had uh. make, making a record, you know. Um, the Fruitful Darkness came from, you know, a, a, a struggling, I guess, time, and, and that was the theme and the and the going into going deep and whatever really getting into it um you know it's like chapter of the forest one of my favorite records like that was a record that i pretty much quit touring you know and uh, i was like i don't want to do this anymore and that was like that record came from like healing you know Mm. like i needed to just heal whatever from just being burnt out you know um you know, like this, you know, um, Kala was created from struggles with my attitude towards time, you know, like all these things. And in and through the body, while there are plenty of songs that are about struggle, there's some type of joy in inside them. Um, there's some, some type of playfulness of accepting mm-hmm. all aspects of 
the human and and recognizing i guess the dance of life um i've always been very intense and obviously and mentally and deep thinker always trying to like figure things out mm-hmm. you know um yes yes i'm aware and and there wasn't that this time you know there wasn't this kind of i guess seriousness um it was more of just this like recognition like if there was a struggle it wasn't like a struggle of i got to figure this out it was like oh i'm just recognizing this mm-hmm. this is this is a this is a a, a dance move you know yeah. here, you know and oh it just it makes me to it makes me take a big old breath you know because um that feeling um tr- trans that that feeling transmits into the music sonically yeah. right yeah. Uh, and brad was very influential in in making me feel that joy of creation um the way that his person and just like presence and his big heart and just i don't know there's just so i could gush about brad forever but yeah he really um where that was a theme he was like kind of the guru in a way to help yeah. bring that out um so that i think is probably one of the main distinctions between this record and other yeah. records you know how you can feel like when somebody cooks for you you can feel like whether it was cooked with love Mm-hmm. I feel like that, like this out, al- not that your other albums weren't made with love, right. but you can feel that. Like, I get what you mean about feeling it in the yeah. music. Um, yeah. And it makes me so proud of you because I, I know your struggle. And to me, it just is like this overarching theme of acceptance mm-hmm. for yourself, for your experience, mm-hmm. like not yeah. judging, not criticizing, not I'm not doing this right or that right. It's just like, this is the human experience and like, let's get over the mountain and like, keep going. And it's like, that is like what my, you know, my prayer for you as a friend is to like surrender to that acceptance of just like being who you are and allowing yourself to be loud one minute, introspective the next minute, you know, like eating candy this minute, like, or whatever, you know, like just fully experiencing being human and, um that, 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 you know that that process you recognize at least for me and that's kind of the whole thing of this album is like i recognize my divinity more as a human or mm-hmm. like i recognize other people's divinities you know because previously i was so obsessed with um or musically, I was always writing from this or, or writing songs about these kind of abstract yeah. or far off imagined. I was always ignoring my own human qualities because I thought they were like less important than like the spiritual. And I mm-hmm. feel like that is like such a, I feel like it's kind of a common thing when people are in life, you know, whatever. But you know the process of being in my body and um 
really look like really just being with my own humanness, my own humanity has made me feel more, you know, love and joy and, and spirituality. I, you know, paradoxically or ironically or whatever the word is. Uh, And when I, one of the things that was really affecting me that I was talking about with Emery is, you know, like when, when I look back on my life and I've been really blessed to have, to have met a lot of great beings, you know, um, yogis or babas or whatever. And on the path, not even there, like people in America or, um, grandparents, elders, whatever, teachers, teachers, whoever it may be. The thing that touched me the most about them was their incredible humanness. Their incredible, they were so human in every like authentic trait of the word, you know? Um, And that's what made them so uh, divine in my book, you know? And that was just such a, oh my God, it's just, I'm still unpacking it all, you know, obviously. And um, it's just, it's, there's so many things wrapped into it, but I think the overall thing is that joy, the first, like, man, like I was so joyful. And even when I listen to it now, like there's songs about me and there's songs about like when Emery and I were in a really bad spot like tough songs, but I listen to them with so much joy, you know, and we listen, me and Emery listen, we listen to, oh my God, it's so much joy, you know, because there's just, I don't know, there's just a different quality. And um, I hope that people can really feel that, you know, when they listen to this record, I hope that that joy can emanate into their beings, into their lives, you know, obviously, ultimately, and, and make them, connect with their own humanness which will eventually or which will consequently you know help them realize their own divinity you know it's so beautiful and so much to like unpack there but you know we we talk for hours as we tend to (laughs) but um the one thing that i think is so beautiful about that is when i first met you Mm -hmm. um you know, I was a fan of your music for a few years before we met. So I think I discovered your music in like 2013 and we met in 2016. Um, and like a big fan, like knew every word, like mm-hmm. fan and also somebody struggling on my spiritual path and feeling not enough or like too human, you know, and then to meet you, that was like, I had that experience that you're talk about, talking about having with these other great beings of being like, oh, thank God he's a human. Like it gave me permission, mm-hmm. like, and being your friend, that's probably my favorite thing about it is like the permission that you give me to be me. Like sometimes Clay will be like, why did you tell them that you knew he was going to not like that? <laughs> and I'm like, because I want Trevor to just like see me yeah, yeah. and love all of me, even if he doesn't agree with it, you know, it's, I don't want to keep something from him. Right, I know right. he's not gonna like it. But that's the gift you've really given me is that um, ability to like appreciate the humanity and that what you just said brings me closer to my divinity. And so the fact that that, you know, is what you said about these other great beings, that's what you do do. And to me anyway. And so, yeah, I just think. I mean, I don't feel, you know, I don't feel like it's me at all. It's just, it's just what 
it's just the process. It's know? so beautiful. But I think looking at it from the outside, not being friends with you, not knowing your inner world right. at all, it could feel as if it's hard to attain. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you hear those songs, like you said, um, it was so like grand. It was like, well, I could never find that on my path. And I right. think that this, that this album, it like permission is what yeah. I feel. Um, and then lastly, you just ended on the last note that I wanted to end on, which is my favorite topic in the world. And that's Emery Hall (laughs) because she's on the album, baby. And I'm so happy. And I just wanted to talk about She's on a few songs. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that. Like, how did you decide to put Ems on? How was it singing with her? Can we get her on stage? Like, what? um that's obviously the next step but um ems has always had such a good voice you know because she chants here at home or yeah i have a recording of her singing the hanuman so it's like yeah when she's doing her prayers like this um she's always had such a beautiful voice and she sang a little bit on the fruitful darkness, but it was just kind of like she was dipping her toe in the water. Like it was the first time she was like in front of a mic and like all like this, these kind of different variables, you know? Yeah. Um, and it really started, it, it actually really started. We were at home and we were just kind of, whatever bored or hanging out and she comes in my little studio and she's like let's let's write a song like for fun you know and I was like yeah like let's let's just do something you know and so we kind of made this like 50 second you know 45 second like idea um and it just kind of it was a fun thing to do we didn't really take it seriously and it lived on my hard drive and that was it and then when I went to go to um, the studio, or when I went to go see Bram, um, one of the first pr- uh, processes when we were starting to record the album was to listen to every single demo. So we spent literally like a whole day, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, listening to like, I don't know, 37 songs or whatever it was. And we would check, you know, we would each, you know, privately check like which song. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so when her came up, I underestimated it. You know, I just thought it's one this, of my favorite songs. I was like, oh, this is just like, and I, this is just some, a, a fun thing I did with my wife. And Brad was like, no way. He was like, we're, we're we have to do this song. So I was like, oh, okay, like let's flush it out because we only had like a verse. You know, I remember you guys called yeah. us yeah. after you recorded it and played it for us. And we were like, like mouths uh, dropped. We didn't, you know, we were just kind of, so that was, that was like when we finished the song and I remember sending it to Ems back in the house, you know, cause I was in the studio there and I was like, yo, we're doing this track, you know? And so when she came out to visit, it was like, you have to sing. You have to do song. it. Yeah. Yeah. So um i think i believe that was what kind of was like the 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 kickstarter to it all um the other song that she sings on old the old story is much more of a um 
man, it's kind of a heavy song, you know, because we were really not in a good place in our relationship, to be honest. And just really when you when you wrote it or yeah, when did, I wrote so it. did you write that song that. in yeah. a in a like I didn't know if you wrote it after that struggle or no during- no I wrote it I wrote it during I wrote it during the struggle um and for myself it was kind mm-hmm. of speaking to me you know the lyrics are pretty pretty heavy mm-hmm. um but I wanted I recorded a demo of it at the house and played it for her and you know it was just kind of a heavy moment but it was again it was beautiful you know yeah and it it was all all in the one and I knew I wanted her to sing on it I was like to sing on this because this is like about us you know so I believe I I think that um I actually take that. I I think that the old story was the one that we did first, perhaps. And I think then, it might have been. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. But but uh, either way, yeah, so she's on the album. She came out to the yeah the studio, and man, she got she she got in the booth, and it was just so cool for me. I mean, me personally, I was just gushing, and I was yeah. like, this is so fucking cool that she's doing this. Yeah. And then like the cherry on top was like my mom and my sister drove to visit us while we were there just to hang out for like two days and witness the process and we have this song called open doors and there's this background part to it and i was like hey let's get you guys in the booth and they were like no 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 and i was like no no, no. this we're is happening it. Yeah. So it like i mean think about how i felt i had my wife my little sister and my mom all in the studio like it was just so it was so So special so yeah yeah, those are the um I guess the main guests I also have Max Ribner play trumpet on a track oh those horns yeah just really like kill me um he just he just did it so incredible I was just so moved I have um Siley Oak who sings on a song who also sang on Samaya and um, Zion. She also sang with us at Red Rocks. I mean, God, I have, who else? Yeah, I just, it's just, I have so many amazing people. I'm just so blessed. And yeah, um, I'm just so proud of you and so excited to like, have it come out into the world. And like, I just, I know as a fan, like the rea- like, I, I know you can't like be like, Oh, you know, because you have to like say, Oh, I don't know. But like, Holy <laughs> shit, this album, like every uh, song. I, I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm very proud of it. I'm it's very, very proud. so good. I, I mean, I'm at the point now where I just can't wait to see you play these songs live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I just like, I can't imagine it, but like the couple of people I have played it for are also fans of yours. And I just actually put it on without telling either one of them. And the first song <laughs> st- starts out pretty like, like yeah, it right in it, and yeah. just tears, you know, <laughs> and what a gift, you know, to be able to give people during this time. I think for me, the biggest, what, well, I always love music, you know, how excited you get about my playlists. Um, and, <laughs> and for, for me, that's really gotten me through COVID is like yeah, music. And yeah. I think like, you know, Taylor Swift just came out with this album. It's like the relationship 
has changed. I think COVID has changed us in so many, I think, positive ways as like human beings. We were like getting too carried away and um, music and like to sit at home and like listen to music is one experience, which I'm so grateful for. And, and I keep saying like folklore and in and through the body, that's like 2020 for me. That's like, I'm not going to listen to anything else. Um, but then that experience of being in a crowd, like with the villagers singing every song, like I, I tear up thinking about that moment. Yeah. Even when Emery sent me a picture of you, on stage prepping for the most the most yeah, recent the live stream yeah I like teared up yeah I, mean, I, I did too in a way walking in there it was like pretty intense yeah and but I just of, you know joy to be there also sadness and but it was you know again it was all part of it yeah I'm just I'm so grateful for the timing of this album and I just you know can't wait for um I was thinking if I release this well you're releasing more than love this week and so that will definitely be out regardless of when this comes out so I'm thinking of like ending the um like as we start to say goodbye cut bringing more than love in instead of my normal like outro song um Yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, But yeah, it's just such a beautiful time. I just feel honored, like truly um, to get to witness it. And to also like, I feel like I'm this funny medium between you and your fans. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm a fan and I'm your friend. But a lot of your fans know that I am your friend and also a big fan. (laughs) And so I'll be like, right, saying these like profound stories or like doing this talk on Instagram about marketing or something I think is really great. And all anybody wants to know is like, what size my Trevor Hall tea is, you know? (laughs) And but it is really beautiful to have that connection with the villagers because I do feel yeah. like a really strong connection and I'm just so excited like for them. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, family for sure. Yeah, to have this and to like get to like cross over into like fandom, friendom yeah. um, and, and walk that line is just an honor. And it's like there's nobody else I have that with, you know. Yeah other than you um because I have friends who are like really good at what they do and really talented and of course I'm a fan but not in the same way that like I'm just as excited as you know the next villager for this album to be released so Mm. um it's just I don't take it for granted that I've I've gotten to hear it and then I you know get to know you guys and it's just so fun so um for granted it's we are amazing people and you should count your blessings every day yeah <laughs> the fucking word. like i'm trying to say something nice i'm trying I to it. I wrap just, it up i'm taking it in don't worry i had, God to, I had damn to it. a little fire Unbelievable. i feel like we did good though our first episode was very silly and yeah. um, i no, really my favorite one yeah, we really funny. had um, this summer because our our yeah. lovely spouses uh, sleep in uh, later than we do. Yeah. So when we were together for that month, we had these really nice mornings. Talk. Yeah. And we got coffee talk and we would sort of like work some shit out because we have, yeah. some, we have similar struggles and it's just, you know, nice yeah. to have these talks with you and um, share this side of you with yeah. The authentic audience community so is there anything else you want to end on a prayer for uh the, uh, the album what anything else that's on your mind this is it this is your chance 
Oh God, I really um, I feel like we covered a great deal. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so funny when you have conversations because like you reflect on certain things that you may haven't have reflected upon because of the questions that are asked or, you know, what you're highlighting. Because, you know, when you're in your process and role, you know, you're not really observing it, I guess. Um, but uh, I'm just, I really do hope that the, that uh, the joy, I guess, of this creative process um, can, you know, trigger joy for other folks and um, to allow all of us to sit within ourselves and laugh at every single drama <laughs> and aspect and to love it all and um yeah it's just it's just such an incredible feeling when you're when you're when you allow when we allow ourselves to do that you know um i always want music especially my music to be some type of uplifting force i mean obviously um so or and also to kind of poke people perhaps you know to look at other aspects but i just yeah i just um i know that we are in such a unique time of our time here you know mm -hmm. on earth and in our humanity whatever um and so many of us are going through so many different things uh so many different things um and I, it's, it's just wild, you know. I really hope that we can use this time to, this fire, you know, to really burn away all of our um, unrealistic, you know, illusions about ourselves and others. And to, I hope it does strip us to our core and I, and I, and I know that that process can be like super intense and sometimes painful, but um, I really hope it brings us into our, yeah, our deep, deep self that allows us to treat ourselves with love and respect and other people with love and respect. Um, and I just feel so grateful. I honestly feel so grateful that I'm even able to put out a piece of music during this time. So it's really, yeah, the, the gratitude is, uh, is up there. So, um, I just, yeah, I hope people enjoy it and hope it gives you some goodness and, um, keep it onward and upward. That's yeah. it. And then through the body drops September 25th, September 25th, 25 <laughs> on, um, are anywhere right spotify yeah, yeah, iTunes, yeah. all yeah. the places um so please yeah. listen please time. share leave reviews all the things support trev for um, independent music yes uh, yeah. as thomas talked about a lot on our podcast so again i just thank you for doing this i decided you know we just decided i was like i want to do an episode about the album and i want to drop it 
like near uh, around the release. I'm so. always honored. I'm always um, honored. Yeah, the podcast has grown a lot, so we're gonna have a lot more listens <laughs> because people, I'm so people I'm like what we're doing. So um, to everybody listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for. Um, supporting me and, um, you know, constantly asking me to have Trevor on. So here he is. Uh, you're welcome. And um, thank you, Trev, for being yeah. here. Yeah, I'll call you in five minutes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> everybody else, um, thank you. Thank you, Jai, Ram, and uh, keep growing. Thank you.